Church and of our campus in Lexington, Kentucky. It is our prayer that as you listen today, you will be encouraged, challenged, and equipped to be all God has for you. We invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at either 8.30 or 11 o'clock a.m. at our Todd's Road campus near the Hamburg area of Lexington. Thank you so much, Savannah and Janelle and Sarah, our technicians at the back, and uh, Chad. We appreciate so much during this time of social distancing that we as a church can uh, still have church and still have Sunday school and still have prayer time and all that uh, through the internet and various ways of connection and, and we appreciate what our church leadership is doing. Um, back in January, Chad and I discussed this particular date for me to preach. Uh, little did we know that this is what it was going to be like, but, but I can tell you, Compared to going to the grocery once a week, this is really good. I love getting out to come to a church, even if it's a lot of empty seats here. But hopefully, prayerfully, one day, sooner than later, we'll all be able to be back here worshiping together as we're worshiping together uh, from home. Well, so Chad, thank you very much for this opportunity. And speaking of Chad, uh, I have uh, been fascinated how Chad, more than one occasion in his sermons, has talked about that he grew up somewhat as a wild child. Now, uh, my ears really perked up when I heard that the first time, and then I heard it in another sermon, and on, um, well, I thought about maybe I should ask Chad to elaborate about that, then I thought, well, Maybe not. Anyway, uh, that may be a conversation down the road. As I reflected on my childhood, I was a very quiet, shy, subdued, never having much to say, timid little boy. And some of you who know me now may say, what happened to Tom? Gosh, things have changed. Well, uh, I... Uh, I felt the call to ministry at summer camp at Lucon the summer before my eighth grade year, actually. And then in my high school years, uh, that became more public. And my parents, especially my mother, became very protective of me and uh, put the thumb down on me more than she usually did. Well, I, I remember talking about behavior. Uh, I remember one time my older brother and I, uh, along with our cousin, older cousin, crossed the Ohio River into the notorious North, Indiana. I must apologize to our Sunday school class friends from the North, like Ron and Ed and Dick and anyway. We got over to the, into the notorious north across the Ohio River, and we went to a bowling alley. But that bowling alley had pool tables in it, lots of pool tables. And when my mother found out, oh my gosh, you would have thought I had been contaminated, that uh, certainly I was corrupted because I'd gone into a pool hall. Well, I guess that's my wild side right there, part of it anyway. But having uh, grown up in a Christian home and 
being involved in our local church uh, all my life since infanthood, uh, I worked, I did work very hard on my behavior, trying to be good, trying to act right. Uh, as I grew older, I guess it was my tongue that betrayed me more than anything else. Um, and that's what I had to work on most of all. But I was always trying to win God's approval. Then we get to scriptures like the one we have today in uh, 1 Peter. It talks about God has no favorites. And I'm saying to myself, what? You mean I have all my life, my childhood, my youth years, my young adult years even, I've tried to be the very best I could, all in an effort to try to convince God that, yeah, you should love me, God. I'm, look at me. Look what all I'm doing. I was a good student. I was responsible in all that I did or tried to be and with jobs entrusted to me. But I realized that all I did, trying to do the right thing, and act right, somehow, instead of adding check marks to God's list about me, I finally realized that I was actually trying to earn my salvation, to prove to God that, yes, I'm lovable. Yes, surely you will love me and forgive me if I'm doing this, 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 and this. I was trying to prove that I was worthy of forgiveness. Well, as I went off to college and took theology classes, and then as I got to seminary and took more theology classes uh, and studied Wesleyan theology, I realized that what I was all about was works righteousness, as it's called, trying to earn God's love and God's favor through working for God, rather than faith righteousness, which says and means we, we need to come to accept that God's mercy, God's grace is there for the asking. And that's the first step in faith. Not to prove you're worthy, but to realize that we're all unworthy, but God loves us anyway. God loves us anyway. Well, in this 18th verse of our scripture today, it says, He will judge or reward you according to what you do. Well, I was into doing all right, thinking I was doing the right thing. But the kind of doing and showing love that Peter talks about in this passage comes with having the right spirit, the right motivation for our actions. To do good and show love and show through our actions that we're Christians as a result of and as a response to God's love toward us. Not to prove to God that, yes, you should love me. But out of our response of his great overwhelming love and the forgiveness through Jesus Christ and his sacrifice, yes, we are loved. So verse 22, particularly in our scripture today, is important. It says, you were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth, so now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart. Well, 
we think, well, gosh, that's not hard to do. Show love, that's easy. Well, is it really that easy? Is it that easy to show sincere love for one another? Sincere being heartfelt, wholehearted, deep, honest, fervent, pure, true, all those good words. How do we show this sincere love? Well, let's look at a couple of ways that are not sincere love. And one of the first of those, I would say, would be surface love. Yes, it appears, it appears I'm a very loving person. It appears I show love. Many times we smile and greet one another and say, well, yes, how do you do? How are you all? Hope you're okay. As we know that some people think appearances are everything. But many times, and I confess me as well, we're likely judging others who on the surface look differently from us, think differently, talk differently. Somehow, we look like on the surface we might be loving. But is that truly sincere, deep, heartfelt, pure, love. Many people look quite differently from us. On the surface they are different and many times in our culture we are taught mm, let's hold them at a distance. They can't be trusted. They, they can't be trusted. We shouldn't mingle with them quote unquote. And then also, when you think about sincere love, I'd contrast what I'm calling shallow love. Yes, that's right, shallow. Uh, love that's not very deep. Shallow love, as long as everything's going great in my relationship, uh, sure, I love you. As long as you don't dare disobey me or do something I wouldn't do or betray me, yeah, I love you fine, but, but, <laughs> if it's I love you but, then that's a pretty shallow love. And also it's that way with God, our relationship with God. God, I love you, I'm here for you, I'd do anything for you, but when the going gets tough, we question God. Kind of like this, Okay, God, we've had enough of this COVID-19 stuff. We're starting to feel like the Israelites in the wilderness abandoned. We're starting to feel like the Egyptians and all the plagues that were put up on them. Don't you love us anymore? Uh, please tell me I'm not the only one that's had that thought. That may be somewhat shallow love. We all remember the parable of the seeds. The sower went out and sowed some seed uh, and some of it fell on shallow ground and the seeds quickly sprouted and there was lots of hope and promise and like we're going to have a crop but when the hot sun came out these little seedlings faded wilted and died I, uh, I hope you are enjoying Governor Cuomo's uh, daily updates as well as our own governors but 
This week, uh, Governor Cuomo shared a, a word from his grandmother. He said he remembered his grandmother talking about under pressure, we see the true colors. And he remembers her saying, it's easy to love when things are going well, but the real task is when things are bad. And is there love then? Is there love then when things are not going well? Well, we're all getting a good gut check, aren't we, about that these days. Well, then there's another kind of love, and I think we're inching closer to what I feel sincere love that Peter's talking about. There's, there's a supposed-to-be love. Uh, we've heard, the Bible says, and, and we've heard many sermons, that we should love everyone. God uh, wants us. We should love everyone. We ought to love everyone. And in this particular passage in 1 Peter, Peter is addressing the Jewish Christians who have been dispersed in various parts of the world. They have been persecuted, and so they've scattered, and they're finding themselves amidst people who were quite foreign from themselves. And so Peter's trying to say to those people and to us, we must love one another. And it's not that easy to love those who are different from us, whose language is different, whose skin color is different, whose sexual orientation might be different, whose religion might be different. And on and on I could go. I'm supposed to love everyone, but really? Must I love all of those people too? And uh, yes, it says must. And as I've read these passages, there's a lot of must in there. It doesn't sound optional. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 20, we hear, If someone says, I love God, but hates a brother or sister, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? And he has given us this command. Those who love God must, there's that word again, those who love God must love their brothers and sisters. So, sincere love is love that God tells us we must do. And those early Jews were starting, those early Jewish Christians were starting to hear that. Well, sincere love really kicks in big time when Jesus came upon this earth and as he started relating to others. The people, the Jews especially, were shocked by Jesus' behavior, how he talked to and interacted and mingled with the others, quote-unquote, of their society. Remember the woman at the well who had five husbands? How could Jesus be talking to her? And the woman caught in adultery when he challenged the righteous to drop their stones if they didn't have any sin before they hurled them at her. They were shocked in Jesus' relationship with Zacchaeus, 
a hated tax collector. Yeah, we talk about, yeah, it's easy to love. Well, they weren't so loving toward those tax collectors, but Jesus was. He was showing us a different way. And then in Acts, we have the beautiful story of Peter, who was up on his rooftop one day, and he had this vision of this blanket of food was being dropped to him, and he was told to eat it all, any of it. And, and, and he protested and said, oh, no, I can't. I'm a good Jew. I, I can't eat anything unclean. And the voice tells Peter, do not call something unclean if God has made it. So then Peter responded to go to Cornelius' house. He was called for. Another forbidden act for the Jews was to dare not go into a home of a Gentile. And yet, by the prompting of the Spirit, Peter did that. What behavior. My goodness, they were shocked. And then Peter interacts with Cornelius. And then he says to Cornelius, God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean. God has shown me I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean. Wow. That's something we need to let it sink in and read it over and over. So how do we do this sincere love? How do we do the Christian love as Peter did? Well, we do it like Jesus did it. We love like Jesus loved. And we ask ourselves today, well, who are the unlovables? Who are the so-called unclean? Who has the world shunned? Who maybe needs some love that no one else wants to love them? Verse 22, yes, we must show sincere love. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 18, the words say, Dear children, let us not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Not let us just say we love, but let us show that we love by our actions. So during this time of social distancing, we have ample opportunity to deal with these requirements of Scripture and to think about our love for others and how we might show, demonstrate through our actions this sincere love. One action needs to be prayer. Yes, we can pray. For everyone. Another action may be to reach out to others. Uh, we can send a card. We can make a phone call. We can send a text. We can send an email. We can show love and concern through these kind of ways. Maya Angelou said once, we are here to love each other. That is why you are alive. That is what life is for, to love each other. So, today let us think about this passage, and let us think about we do have time to reflect on our relationship with God and others. 
I don't know about you, but I know I'm nowhere close to loving everyone, all God's people, like I could. Or I'm not close to showing all the love to all God's people, all God's people, like I could and should. We, uh, we sometimes think we have it tough in this social distancing time. And then we see those long lines of people lined up at the food banks. We think about people in poverty and need. Yes, there are ways, many ways, we can show this sincere love that God calls us to do. Let's pray. Holy God, thank you for this time together today as we connect remotely, uh, as we worship and participate, even though we're at a distance physically from one another, we know we are connected in a powerful way. And Holy God, as we consider these passages of Scripture today, help us to use our social distancing time for more prayer and Bible study and reflection upon your word. We thank you, Holy God, for sincerely loving us by sending Jesus the Christ to us. And now, Holy God, help us reflect on how we can be more than one who loves on a surface level or on a shallow level or even on a supposed to level because you tell us we must, but help us just out of response that we love because you first loved us. Help us to just let love flow and let us show it out of glorious, thankful response that you first loved us. In Christ we pray. Amen.